Persignum crucis, dinimicis nostris, libera nos, Deus noster. Namine Patris et Filit, Spiritus Sancti, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I beg your pardon for my sins. The grace to spend this time of prayer fruitfully. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <clears throat> With your permission, Sovereign Lord, in the Blessed Sacrament. <clears throat> this coming Sunday is the 23rd of ordinary time. The first reading is from the book of Proverbs. Very interesting. It says, when one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband entrusted his heart to her as an unfailing price. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. You see how the presence of a person, of a woman specifically, lightens up whatever she is, in whatever situation. This is because a woman is always, should always be a collaborator with the Lord to bring peace and joy wherever she is. This is the definition of John Paul II, not mine. So, he's a helper of the Lord. 
to bring great things to the world, to accomplish his will, collaborating in this. And the scripture says, she has an unfailing price and brings good, not evil, around this. So this is the vocation of a woman. She obtains wool and flax and works with loving hands. You know, this time you cannot go to the shop to buy a piece of cloth. You have to make it at home. You have to weave it in winter using wool. The rest of the year, sometimes cotton in these areas, but it takes long to put her hands to the distaff. The distaff is this device uh, beside the loom. And her fingers ply the spindle. The spindle is the wheel. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. You see, she is not a, a mule just working. No, she's busy, she makes good, good use of her time, but she has also a big heart for the needy, for the poor. Actually, she is initiating people. He is, she is helping the people around her to get closer to God, to do likewise, to be charitable. And it concludes giving a beautiful definition. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Meaning, yes, of course, the external looks, but more important, how she looks, very important, of course, but it says, the woman who fears the Lord, give her a reward for her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. The woman who fears the Lord. Just a minute. Since when being afraid of God is good and to be praised? Looks strange, no? Because if a person is cared to God, well, we are children of God. We have been told that God is our Father. How could it be? Well, a woman who fears the Lord means a person who sees to it that she does not offend God. That's it. So is afraid of offending God, but in the good sense. The same way that, you know, in a house, when you are doing some operation and you are doing on top of a table, it might spill over, it might stain the furniture, you, you put a cover, right? Or when you leave things prepared overnight, you cover it because it might be some insect or something falling down. 
you are afraid that the insect might fall into the salad or whatever, no? You cover it. So you're not afraid that the, the insect might attack you, no. You are afraid that may contaminate that good work along this line is how we have to understand this virtue of fear of the Lord. It means that she puts God first in her life and does everything else in light of that decision. My number one concern, that person says, my number one concern is the will of God. What God expects me to do. Is it? Well, we have to examine ourselves because this is a virtue. We have to grow in that virtue. In fear of the Lord, concern that God may be on top of every concern in my life. And to look at everything else through the lens of the love of God. I do this because I love God. I avoid that because I love God. How is the life of a person who fears the Lord? How does it look like, the life of that woman? The scripture says, she does good and not evil. So, all the more reason to be afraid of committing sin. A healthy health, uh, fear, yes, but avoiding the occasion of sin. Avoid, uh, avoiding what, what may separate her from God, from the love of God. And instead, she, instead of engaging in what, in evil, she works diligently with loving hands and her work is productive. She produces good things described here in putting her hands in the spindle, in the distaff, producing a, an important thing. Imagine winter in it's not very intense, but yes, you need to cover, you need a blanket, you need a special kind of cover for your body on wool. She does it. She works on it. And even more, you go beyond that, because it's not just for her household. Once she has satisfied that, she can help her neighbor. This is the inner beauty, the charm for which every woman should fight to achieve because she will deserve reward and praise. Sometimes we put our concern in other things, in looks, in vanity, which is good, no? But at a certain point, 
the fear of the Lord. Why fear of the Lord? Because God is the greatest. Because God is our creator and redeemer. Because God is our master and teacher. So he is on top of everything. And he wants his will to be obeyed, his commandments. Why? It's, it looks like a sort of tyranny, sort of imposing. No. God proposes to us the commandments because God loves you. And God wants, therefore, the best for you. What kind of love will it be? if he gives you the worst. That's why, since God is infinitely good, there is no stain of evil in God, that will be a blasphemy. Get away from it, from that thought. Since God is infinitely good, only goodness can come out of him. When he deals with you, only goodness can reach you from God. If you think that something bad came to you from God, either it is not bad, it's for your correction, or you are confused or something. Only goodness. So he wants your happiness more than you want it. That's why this is the basis of this fear of the Lord. That's why he wants to be obeyed. He is everything. If we apply ourselves to adore him, to praise him as he deserves, you will never reach saturation point. You will never be able to say, I have done everything. No. We still fall short. It's good that we feel that we fall short of our correspondence to God. Is God for me first and foremost? Do I try constantly to put Him there to avoid what separates me from Him? Well, that is fear of the Lord that is mentioned in, in this reading of the Scripture. So, there's a big difference between the fear of the Lord and the fear of man. When you fear another person because that person may cause you harm, yes, it's possible, and you have to be realistic, and you have to avoid it. If you see in the street a person there with a big knife or with a gun, better go elsewhere but not from God you see the difference from God only goodness can come from men you never know it may be goodness but may not be on the other hand the Lord comforts us telling us 
that we should not be afraid of anything except of sin because sin breaks and destroy our friendship with God. Do I have this clear in my mind? Sin, mortal sin, is the biggest calamity that can happen to me. That's why I had to avoid it at all costs. That's not negotiable. We have to remind ourselves when the temptation comes, am I willing, am I ready to put God aside, to break that beautiful relationship with my Father God? Because God is my Father. That's why I was reflecting the Gospel this coming Sunday Perhaps an angle that we have not sufficiently dwelt on is the talents, the parable of the talents. You remember how that great man divided his wealth among the different servants. Two of them were working hard when the owner comes, he finds out that he had produced 100% of the wealth entrusted to them, while the third one was lazy, did not work hard. You see, the first two, in that case, for them, the owner, the master was away, but the master was present. Why? Because the master was present in the mind, in their works, in the way he con they conducted, two of them conducted themselves. So you might say that the amu, the, the owner, was away, but in a certain sense he was present because they feared, with a good sense, the master. They knew that the master was just and demanding. The master only wanted the, the, the best from them. So the master was present because of that healthy fear of the Lord, we may say. But the point is that when the master comes, he does not reward them with material gifts he could have told them, okay, so you have produced 10 talent, 10 talent I gave you, you have produced 10, okay, these three talents for you, for your private use. No. What the master says, come to sit down with me at table, come to my house, come to enjoy my home. That servant was considered no longer servant, but family, a relative, a son of the master, able to sit down at table. So this is what God does with us. We are born creatures of God. God turns us into children of God. 
So our fear of the Lord, that desire to please Him, is the fear as children. Right now we are preparing ourselves for the Mass. We are going to sit down at the table of the Lord, symbolically speaking. We are going to be at the foot of the cross. <clears throat> well, we are children. That's why we can enter the house. We can sit down with the Master, with our Father God. We have to have that fear of offending God. And we have to be strong and courageous. Not just, well, somehow. No, we have to manifest. You see the connection between that virtue of fear of the Lord and fortitude and daring. Going forward, pushing the initiative to grow in love of God, to grow in sanctity. Thus, the consideration that God is my Father led me to fight for sanctity, to please Him in everything I do, to avoid what separates me from Him, namely sin. Constantly, in the Gospel, we see that Jesus repeats several times, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of those who can kill your body, but they cannot kill your soul. So that fear of the Lord is and always should be accompanied by enormous trust in the Lord. He is my Father. I may suffer, and probably we all will suffer little things, because we all have to die. But it doesn't matter, because eventually we will be able to sit down at table with our Father God as a child of God. Don't be afraid of what human beings can do to you. Don't trust absolutely as if we're an absolute good. Only God is absolute. And if so-and-so says this and that, well, filter it. Is it according to the will of God? You know how many people are deceived by ideologies, by doctrine. They are not afraid of God. They are basically, they don't have fear of the Lord. They, they are imprudent, trusting these doctrines which go against the love of God, against the fear of the Lord. That's why the fear of the Lord. I cannot join this ideology, that doctrine. I cannot say yes to, to, to this uh, sin, whatever, abortion and this and that, because it's a crime. I know, but it's fashionable nowadays. Okay. Well, no. Why? Because I don't want to offend God. I want to grow in fear of the Lord, in healthy fear of the Lord. And the Lord continues, fear 
rather those who can send your body and your soul to hell because eventually it's not only the soul that goes to hell but the body as well because there is resurrection of the dead how important it is to ensure heaven and this is that fear of the Lord fear of, of forfeiting the eternal reward or losing the eternal reward so we have been called to live the virtue of fortitude and at the same time the virtue of fear of the Lord strong in rejecting whatever separates us from God we have been called fortitude in facing human beings as I was saying fortitude or oh, just a minute what do you want me to do no I cannot do this or yes depends so that fortitude leads you to discern what you should accept what you should reject but with God only fear of the Lord you cannot resist God and unfortunately sometimes we may fall into that temptation we use we resist God when he's asking us this or that to take this initiative to say yes to this to say no to that temptation and we don't do it that moment we use the wrong fortitude and consequently we don't have fear of the Lord if he had if we had we will have avoided that so fortitude to resist whatever separates me from God and fear of the Lord to be united to him this has to be our fear of the Lord of every Christian is a filial fear of the Lord the fear of a son of a daughter who doesn't want to disappoint his or her father think of this Lord I don't want to disappoint you I don't want help me so that I never go against your will and it's only when this attitude is present in our heart is when we become strong with the fortitude of the apostles of the martyrs of all the saints you remember when St. Peter and the others were told okay we release you but please don't ever mention again that name the name of Jesus and Peter goes back to them and says think, think yourselves we cannot stop talking about him what we have seen we are witnesses you see no use the fortitude of the apostles 
Am I a witness of the Lord? Because this virtue refers not only in our relationship to God, but in our presence in the world. We have to use the same discernment to be strong in facilitating God and to be afraid of accepting what separates me from God. That fear of offending God, this is the fear of the Lord, brings many blessings to man. These three servants, the two of them who had that fear of, of disappointing the master, of offending the master, as I was telling you, were allowed to enter, were transformed into children. This is the first blessing. We are called children of God. Called means we really are children of God. That fear of the Lord brings joy to our heart and endows us with prudence. Prudence is the virtue that leads us to do what is adequate in every moment, what should be done at every moment. If I have that fear of offending God constantly, then in all my choices, I will choose whatever gets me closer to God. And when that fear, filial fear of the Lord is absent, a person may become reckless exposing himself to temptation. And also, that fear of the Lord has a special connection with the virtue of temperance, with humility, with hope, with temperance, because we know up to what point God wants to use the things of the world with humility, because it gives a realism. God is God, and I am a child of God. I'm an instrument in the hands of God and hope. The servants of the talents were working with that hope in mind. Perhaps they didn't expect to be upgraded to the condition of children. It was too much, but I'm sure they were thinking, he is a good paymaster. The amo is a good paymaster. And they work hard. You see, it's hope. He will reward us. But God is here with us. God has rewarded us with himself. This is what we are going to receive in the mass himself. This is the greatest prize here in the sacrament today eventually in heaven, himself substantially. Let us ask our mother that we grow in that virtue she had so effectively, that relationship with God. She is number one, daughter of God the Father, mother of God the Son, spouse and temple of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I thank you, my God, for the good solutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. 
I beg your help in performing